There's a need to fear. The Underhills are here. Broadcasting live, live and around the world. Around the world. From Cabana One. The only podcast that's all ball bearings. Your ultimate source for everything Fletch. Moon River. Thank you, Doc. You ever serve time? Laker Jim and his beat reporters will stop at nothing to make sure Fletch lives forever. Forever. (laughs) They don't shower much. This is Fletchcast. Welcome, Fletch fans, to day seven of Seven Days of Unheral. I honestly did not think we were going to make it this far. I'm your host, Laker Jim, along with me, as always, Jake and Big Bob. Boys, we made it. Damn it, we made it. Who would have thought a couple of malakas like us could make it to day seven? <laughs> I know. I mean, we are really digging deep. I mean, we are at the bottom of the barrel, I think, right now. This is taking a lot, a lot out of me. Well, day seven is supposed to be a day of rest. Not till we're done with a very important job today. Just a minute. I'm not finished yet. And what goes along good with a day of rest but a, a big meal? Maybe some mm-hmm. lobster thermidor and oh. Dom Perignon. Jesus H. Christ. I mean, <laughs> sounds good to me. So that's the focus of day seven. We take the biggest thorn out of Underhill's side and we start <laughs> and we're going to break down the bill that just sets him off. So there's something that just doesn't make sense and it never really made sense. And I never really took the time to add everything up. Okay. When Underhill finally gets the bill, he yells, $400 for lunch. Now, you think, oh, that's a, that's huge money in, in 1985, right? A $400 lunch. That's usually a grand lunch now. Right. But when you really add things up, it doesn't make a whole lot of sense. So let's remind everybody what he ordered. Okay. Let's itemize this and, and see if we do the math properly. Charge it to the Underhill, senor. Yeah, that's, that's right. Everybody has somebody in their friend group that breaks down the bill when everybody goes out. Am I right? Jake, you seem like the kind the guy that breaks down the bill for your, mm-hmm. you're right. Yeah. Ask my wife. Yeah, I am. I'm the guy that just puts down the card. I pay whatever. I probably rip it off every, every other time. Wait a minute. Is that a subtle way of calling me? <laughs> <laughs> you're a bear for detail. That's, that's... <laughs> okay. Okay. I'll let it pass. When Fletch starts to order before he goes to see Gail for the last time. Okay. Okay. He, uh, what does he ask for? He asks for... Um, well, the first thing is if they have any caviar. Caviar, right. Yes, Beluga, sir, but it is, what, $40 a portion? $80 a portion. Uh, do you have any caviar? <laughs> si, senor, Beluga, but it is $80 a portion. Well, well, then I better just take two portions of that. So $80, it's $80 times two. Okay, got it down. Okay, so that's $160. Okay, carry, the, carry the one over. Yes, that's correct. $160. So then he asks for lobster thermidor. How's the lobster thermidor? I recommend it to you. Good. That'll be fine. So we don't get a price in the lobster thermidor, but he orders two of those. That's right. Something to note about that, too. You have to also think when you order food from a country club or somewhere private like that, you have to add money to because they're going to charge you so much more. You know why you could buy like, you know, a, a can of soda somewhere for like, you know, $1.52, $2, whatever, a bottle of soda for like $2 normally. It's like eight dollars in Disney, so you got to assume they're going to gouge you as well. So whatever the price is, let's add another couple bucks on there—ten, twenty bucks. Kind of like a luxury tax. Yeah, the atmosphere. Yeah, and everything. yeah. yeah. 
Jake, do you know how much it would cost for a lobster thermidor in the 80s? Well, I mean, right now, today, it, it looks like it's average around $50 a portion. Okay. $50 to order a lobster. That makes sense. So let's let's call it twenty dollars a portion in nineteen eighty five. Uh, I'd go I'd go higher. I'd go higher actually. Let's split it. Let's go twenty five. So I I would say it's going to be more. I think like thirty dollars would be a more than fair thing to say for a lobster. Fair enough. Okay, fair enough. Thermidor. By the way, what what is lobster thermidor? Does anybody know? Funny, you should ask. I have it right <laughs> here. It is a French dish of lobster meat cooked in a rich wine sauce, stuffed back into a lobster shell and brown. The sauce is often a mixture of egg yolks and brandy served with a oven browned cheese crust. Sounds delicious. I wonder you recommend yeah. it. Yeah. <laughs> I must say, you know, $60 for the two port. Does he get two portions of the lobster thermidor or is it just? Yeah. Yeah. That's two dishes, I would say. So not to mention when, when we see the, the cart wheeled into Gail's cabana, there are the two plates with the lobster tails. On. Okay. Yes. All right. Okay. So we have two portions of that. There are definitely two mouths in that cabana to feed. So, okay, so $60. So so now we're up to what? Uh, you said it was about 160 plus another 60. So we're at 220. 220. Okay. Mm-hmm. 220, 221, whatever it takes. <laughs> so, and then at that point, oh, and then he orders uh, Dom Perignon, uh, right? Dom Perignon. Yeah. Yes. Fine. Bring two bottles of uh, Dom Perignon to Cabana One. Very good. See ya. And we actually find out the price from Underhill later on. Right. Okay. And how many did he order? I can't remember. Two bottles of Dom Perignon, one hundred dollars a pop. Jesus H Christ, where is it? Two, two, two. So that's so. Right now we're sitting at four twenty. Okay, four twenty, but also something to consider. And tips. Oh, the tips. Now he gives yeah. that waiter and put down thirty dollars for yourself, huh? Muchas gracias. That's the nicest place. Thirty dollars. Yeah. Oh wow. Okay, so we got thirty dollars there. So we're already at. 420 plus 30 is now, and then the two guys that came in to deliver it. He oh. tipped too. One nice head up. Oh, thank you. I'll take care oh. of it. Give each other twenty dollars, okay? Put it on Underhill. Oh, muchas gracias. Sierra del Fuego. He gives them twenty dollars each. So that's another forty. We're at four ninety right now. Yes. All right. And keep in mind too, those miscellaneous fees, whatever tax and things like that. Yeah. We're probably up to like $540, $550, right, by now? You you want to put $50 on for tax? Maybe that's too high. Oh, well, you know what? So let's add another 20 bucks, 20 bucks for miscellaneous plus tax. How about that? Okay. Sure. Okay. Well, $20. So. All right. That sounds crazy. What's, what's, what's the total? We're up to yeah, 510 right now. Let's not forget that the Underhills ate lunch that day, too. Oh. Oh, that's true. Yeah. I never even thought about that. Yeah. So whatever they ordered is should also be on their bill, right? I mean, yeah. they each have a glass of wine. She has red wine. He has white wine. Mrs. Underhill had a big salad because it looks like it looks like there's almost a whole let- head of lettuce in her plate. Whatever Ted had must have been good because a when the scene starts, he's telling the missus how stuffed he is, and number two, he's very happy to pay that bill. Take a listen to this and let me know if you agree. I'm full. Good bill, scene. Oh, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> Right from a sip of wine, he's like, I'm full. I'm full. A sandwich or something. Maybe $30 at least. At least. $30, $40 for lunch. Yeah. Well, we know Underhill's not going to tip, though. So <laughs> Right there. It's $5.50. So, yeah, that bill is way off. He's going to be really pissed when he realizes it's wrong. Hey, hats off to the waiter, by the way. Not only remembers a guest of the club, but remembers a guest that he only met once and who he's a guest of. <laughs> 
I think that waiter is like the, I think that waiter is like the captain. If I had to guess, you know how you tip the captain. So obviously the classic first order of the Bloody Mary and a steak sandwich and a steak sandwich, please. Very good. Didn't come back to hurt him. <laughs> I would assume he's like 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 the captain of all the waiters, kind of the guy in charge. Yeah, you're probably. Oh, we just we just lost Jake. Oh, we lost Jake. Probably the humidity. <laughs> <laughs> I'm leaving that in. That's a great line. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> He'll get back on. All right, Jake's back. Let's... How about now? Yep, there oh, he is. We got it's you. Storm. Yeah. yeah. I don't know. All of a sudden, it just crashed. It was weird. Mm. Uh, okay. So, uh, all right. So, so at this point, so we're you know we're roughly around five fifty. You know, Underhill mm-hmm. now. He couldn't be more furious about the situation. What else? And not think? only, not only is he furious. But Mrs. Underhill has a very rare line. I don't know if you guys have ever heard it. She says, this is criminal. Oh, I never heard that. (laughs) I don't remember that. Yes. (laughs) Well, you're so, yeah, you're so focused on him being upset. She takes the bill, actually. Where is she? Come on, you won. I've never heard that before. That's a great call. Wow. I mean, do you think the waiter got in trouble for the first, the steak sandwich and the Bloody Mary? Uh, No, I think that that, I think that just was like... uh, Underhill wasn't going to make a big fuss because he doesn't want there to be a reputation that he doesn't tip. But I think that mm-hmm. this this situation was going to he's going to have somebody's ass for that. Yeah, and, it's out of hand now. Yeah. It's definitely out of hand. Yeah. Even though it's gorgeous, though, according to you know Mrs. Stanley. Let me ask, <laughs> this is great. Let me ask you to a question. You brought it up before that the his wife may has the line about it being ridiculous or criminal. Uh, mm-hmm. Who do you think handles the finances in the Underhill house? Ooh. Uh, I would say probably Mr. Underhill. Think so? I mean, yeah. yeah, the credit cards are in his name, obviously, or maybe a production assistant's name. But anyway, I mean, <laughs> so I would say probably him. Yeah, that's true. That's true. So a five hundred and fifty dollar bill in 1985 mm-hmm. put into the inflation calculator is fourteen hundred and thirty seven dollars today. Yikes! <laughs> that's a that's a big hit. Oh my God. <laughs> Uh, no wonder he's banging on the door. Yeah. <laughs> Mrs. Stanwyck! Just to show how much of a rich woman Gail is, she she pays that with not even like a bat of an eye. Yeah, she just grabs it and goes. Uh, sorry, thanks. Bye. He was very nice at first. Uh, someone of your acquaintance. Yeah. I'm sorry to disturb you. It's Ted Underhill here. Someone of your acquaintance has charged a $400 lunch to my account. John... You don't know the Underhills? I'd appreciate the opportunity <laughs> of discussing this matter with you. <laughs> Charged a $400 lunch to my family. And this brings up a good point. Ted really isn't a bad guy. I'd be, I mean, could you imagine if you're expecting to pay $30 for lunch, somebody gives you a $1,400 bill? That's what I mean. It's outrageous, isn't it? It's way over the line. <laughs> and can I ask, how is it, I mean, you could easily probably, with half a brain, tell the difference between Fleck and Mrs. Stanwick because it's like, I just have to wee-wee. I mean, there was a big difference. <laughs> oh, imitating your yeah. voices yeah, there. Yeah. And he's like, oh, okay. I'm just out of the yeah. shower. Can you wait a minute? I just have to wee-wee. Oh, yes, of course. Underhill might have some bladder issues, maybe even some prostate <laughs> problems, because he goes from irate to extremely sympathetic yeah. He went out for yeah, and he went out for his urinalysis. (laughs) Oh, that's right. I forgot about that. That's all right. They'll be back. He went out for his urinalysis. (laughs) He went out for his urinalysis. (laughs) So there's definitely something going on downstairs with with the person. Yeah. (laughs) Right. He probably has maybe 
some incontinence oh, issues or something. I, I don't it know. It doesn't go good with a white uh, tennis. Right, right. <laughs> or playing tennis at all. My goodness gracious, all the jostling. He definitely, wow, he definitely wears a diaper then. <laughs> oh, poor guy. Those tennis shorts, you know, they reveal yeah. a lot. They don't hide anything. Mm. So, you know. Yeah, I would I would think he definitely has a diaper on under there. I mean. You know, you know what what it's a little subtle thing too, but I love when Gail opens the door and she takes the bill and she says, thanks bye. I love how he nods at her. Like he nods like damn right. right. Like you know, like like you know, like the satisfaction he gets knowing that like you know, he ain't paying this goddamn bill. Just that that little nod, that little nod to her and he and he turns around and walks off. It's it's so great. <laughs> Sure, absolutely. Which, by the way, no wonder those waiters are so, you know, so happy to get that tip. That's like a $50 tip, you know. Yeah, yeah, muchas gracias. Yeah. Now, I have, a, I have a question for you guys. You know, I love to, you know, uh, think about these things, you know, what happened later. What do you think the car ride home was like for Underhill and his wife after that ordeal? Silence. <laughs> Silence. <laughs> yeah, just slowly stewing over what had just previously occurred. Uh, you guys think? So? See, I think he was just screaming his head off about how this club is out of control and he needs to find a new <laughs> club. And yeah, I was going to say maybe he quit the club. Maybe that, that was the last day yeah, he was even yeah. a member there. Yeah, he was like, "That's it. I'm done." And then here's the other question too. This has come up before on our podcast, and we're going to bring it up again. At what point do you think Fletch managed to snag his credit card? I mean, I would say the locker room. There was that locker room reference, you know. Maybe he was back in there. There was a locker room reference in the book, but. There you go. Who knows? There you yeah. go. So, Underhill was taking a shower. He snuck in and swiped it out of his wallet. <laughs> I can see. I could also see Fletch posing as a waiter and uh, taking Underhill's bill with the credit card and just stealing oh. the credit card. Yeah. And then yeah. just taking that's, off. That's not a bad yeah. thing. He does, he does pose as a waiter. Uh, when he's in the um uh yeah when he's being yep. chased by yeah, the cops he's being chased by the cops <laughs> for the door <laughs> i'm sorry this is totally off subject but i like it when, <laughs> when he takes the person's coffee and then hands it to somebody <laughs> more else <laughs> more coffee and then Tan turns around and hands he also serves else. the same guy his own coffee he takes it turns and turns That's and right. <laughs> Oh my god, that's so that is a great scene. Yeah. I mean, that is such a great scene. <laughs> right, right back to him. Oh my god, that's so oh, funny. Brilliant. More coffee. And you know, for our listeners at home, you know, when 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 Fletch is making his way out of the kitchen, he starts yelling things in Spanish, and it could just be gibberish. But, yeah, well, that, 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 but honestly, if anybody does know what he says in Spanish, give us a give us a call on our on our hotline and uh, let us know what he does say. Translate that for us. It sounds like gibberish to me. You never know, uh, though. <laughs> he might have you never gotten know. away with a gem that we never noticed, you know? <laughs> like Pup and Taco. Now, before we close the door on Seven Days of Underhill. Uh, do we have to? You know, <laughs> we do. I don't know what else we could do with it. <laughs> I think we've we've mined it you know, all. We're going we're gonna to close... We're gonna close the door about as fast as Gail closes the door on him. <laughs> right. <laughs> exactly. We're gonna gr- grab the bill and go. Well, I hope the racket club has some kind of a back to tank because I need to lay down in it for about a month and just recover from yes. week. Yeah. Yes. This week really has been everything. It's been amazing. It's been challenging. It's been filled with laughter, tears, yeah, vomiting. 
diarrhea. It has more laughter, more tears, right? Anger, just a range of range of emotions. You know, it's really from top to bottom has reached every level of the human emotion and every level of bodily function. But it was worth it, you know. And we're the ones who did it, you know. No one else out there is doing it. We're doing it, you know. Many have tried, all have failed, but together we did it. If you spent an hour with Ted Underhill, oh God, Bob, no. You know, I imagine he has road rage. I can't believe. Okay, go on. I imagine <laughs> probably. He probably every single place he enters. You know, he probably complain, complain, complain about you know his favorite uh, you know f- uh, foot spray isn't isn't in the market, and he's pissed off about that. And if somebody cuts Underhill off on the road, what what what's the what's the gesture? What do you think he, the uh, the other cars get? Well, probably just like a shaking fist. <laughs> I don't know if yeah. it would be, yeah. Maybe a schmohawk? I wasn't sure if he, I could see him doing the arm bar, the whole, like, the whole. Oh, yeah, yeah, like uh, the, yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. Maybe the uh, under the chin thing. Oh, yeah, yeah. Like oh, that. yeah, yeah that, that seems to be the, I think yeah. middle finger is, is, is too much. And, you know, I think that, what do you think? He's much more subtle. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, he yeah. Want, yeah, he wants to get out and have a fist fight. Yeah, absolutely. His wife has to drag him back into settle, the car every time. Settle this the old-fashioned way. He probably fights like the old 1920s <laughs> oh, way. With like 100%. A percent like that. 100%. <laughs> There's no doubt about that. Fists up the whole time. <laughs> Trading body blows until one man goes down. <laughs> and one man's victorious on the side of the road. Oh, so funny. Good Lord, how did we get off on this tangent? Hey, okay, now we're done. Now we're done, right? <laughs> yeah. We're officially we, done. So now we're done, I think. Okay, we got it all out. We could we could, we could keep going, but but we will keep going you. all day with this. You know? We could put it in a million scenarios, you know. What would Ted Hunter Underhill be as a like an astronaut? He'd probably drink all the tang and and then yeah. you know this monkey doing in here. Yeah, exactly. I, I, I the only thing I want to know in the in the lore of Underhill is. How badly do you think he cheats at tennis? <laughs> no more. No more. No more. We can go on forever. On that note, we are definitely saying goodbye to seven days of Underhill. It's been a great it's been a great seven days. We've had a lot of fun. We hope you have too. For Jake and Bob, I'm Laker Jim. Be kind to your waiters, please. And we'll see you next week with a brand new episode. We're recasting Fletch in 1985 and today. See ya. Bob's just armadores all around. Now I'm finished. Whatever you say, Mr. Underhill.